0: To the HR Happy Hour show. Uh, my name's is Steve Bost, Trish McFarlane. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Steve. How are you?
0: I am well. And we've decided before the show we're not going to get into all the different different ailments, maladies, problems, stresses right. in our lives because that will take the whole show. We are just going to say we are both well and we're going to move on with that. Does that sound
1: fair I love it. Fair Perfect. enough? Yeah. Awesome. So fair
0: this enough. is HR Happy Hour 199. Uh, we have a great guest coming up, our our, our very good friend and, and sort of modern Renaissance man, Jason Seiden, is going to join us in a minute. Uh, we're recording oh, this. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Jason's awesome. And, and I want to ask him about his black shirt, too. So uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's January 20th, 2015. twenty fifteen. going to turn this around real quick, post this on Wednesday, the 21st, probably. Uh, so HR Happy Hour 199, uh, great to be here. Trish, lots going on, New Year. It's really busy uh, uh, kind of a start to the year. I know you're keeping busy. I'm keeping really busy. There was one thing, though, that I noticed with the New Year that I did want to talk about really quick, and I wrote about it this week. Do you know that email is still the number one technology used in workplaces? When, when you ask employees, whether they're office workers, non-office workers, they say, what's the single most important technology for you to get your work done? You know, everybody says email still 30 years after email was invented. I find that just astonishing. I
1: hate it. I hate it, really. It's, it's really such a barrier, though. I wish they'd start talking about how, you know, emails that where people don't understand, you know, they don't have to copy 50 people. Or if you're copied, you don't really need to reply. You should just read it. You know, sort of the etiquette around email. I think if email were used for the really intended purposes mm-hmm. then maybe it would make sense but man it just annoys me personally yeah. I don't know what about you
0: uh, I, I hate it I mean, and I'm trying really hard in 2015 to be better about email even our, our guest Jason in a second can probably tell you how, even with him a guy I, I've known forever and love uh, I, I'm terrible at replying to his emails too I think so I'm um, I'm trying <laughs> to be better at it I find yeah. the whole thing overwhelming and I don't have a solution for it I wrote this post and it you know, it was pretty popular about email and other technologies, but yeah, and then people come back to me, okay, wise guy, what what, what do you say you should replace email then if you're so down on email? And I have nothing. I mean, we do little, you have some project management tools you can use to work together and collaborate on specific projects and tasks. We might have chat rooms or workplace or even just public ones like Gchat or... Even the social networks, Trish, I know like uh, some people like to use Twitter direct messages or something like that. But like to me, none of them by themselves certainly are an effective replacement for email. So everybody just kind of defaults back to email all the time. And I don't know. Well, it's
1: worse though because in the last five to ten years, now you have not just email. You have all those other things. So really it's it's worse, you know, you're, you're constantly available and you're really available at the whim of, of whomever wants to contact you on all these different sites too. So yeah, I I I did write
0: a post once, I I did write a post once on Fistful of Talentish that said like my goal in life is to become wealthy enough or, or maybe just wealthy, you know, relatively wealthy enough so that I never had Mm -hmm. to read or respond to another email ever again. That's like,
1: oh, that's that the prize wonderful. to me. It's not
0: a yacht. It's not a mansion. It's, it's, I just don't have to. No, you know? No, I
1: just don't have to. In no, high, no. really, that's good. I'm not, I'm not, Be <laughs> I wanted to bring up one
0: more thing before we bring on Jason. Trish, I love something you wrote earlier in this week, because I, I know you, you know, What's I've seen that? you in action. Trish, you want to write up the cashier at the supermarket <laughs> and put a, put a note in her file if she provides I poor do. customer service. What is that about?
1: You so yeah, this is an ongoing theme for me, and you know, I had a couple good res- responses back. People were like, well, you can already go, you know, complain to a manager. I don't mean that. I mean, like, I want a little pink pad of paper in my purse or something where I can actually, in the moment, at the checkout stand or wherever I am, wherever someone is just being a jerk, you know, to a <laughs> customer, to write that person up to give them immediate, you know, feedback on the spot because. I think if you know if I'm at the grocery store and someone's being it was someone who was being very rude to my mother, my mother's hard of hearing mm-hmm. she's in her seventies, you know long story short it really the the woman just needed to be a little more compassionate in the way she communicated sure. with my mother, and things would have been just fine, but you know in those situations, yes, you can go complain to a manager, but the moment is over, mm-hmm. you know yeah. the moment has passed, and she's already gotten away with it so I just, I've seen it other times and other places where I just want to write somebody up in the moment and be yeah. like, you know what write up. you're doing right yep. now, right this second? Yep. It's not cool. You need to stop right now.
0: You need that, passion. Whether Josh, that's Josh, a wait,
1: maybe, waitress, yeah. like anybody, or me. That's, 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 I would say if someone sees me being inappropriate, write my ass up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's
0: it. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be our new hashtag. <laughs> write them up. Write them up. Yeah, write them right. up. <laughs> Item, hey, that's yeah, awesome! I hey, and, and, and I don't want to get into there. There's a great story that you and I share. Sometimes we talk about where, with a security guard <laughs> at the HR Tech conference a few years ago, that was. Yeah. You, you were ready to 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 pink out to break out the pink pad on, on that lady that day, and it was still I one of the just funniest say things that ever.
1: you're a you're a tad bit more passive than me. And the woman was being inappropriate to you. She was not being respectful. And, and yeah, it was a, it right an HR tech years ago. Yeah. And I was. If I could have written her up, she would have been written up <laughs> like that minute, For sure.
0: Awesome. H- yeah.
1: cool. And that's the HR leader in me, though. I'm not afraid to tell someone in the moment. Well, and and uh, I'm not talking about being mean. You know, that's a good you know, point. But just being direct. That's a yeah.
0: good point. Because the feedback, good or bad, People needs don't to realize be, how
1: yeah. they, yeah, they don't realize they're coming across like a jerk. It's like, hey. Take a, take a step back. Don't they say there. the
0: same thing about training dogs? I, mean, I don't mean to sort of be funny, but like, but like if the dog does <laughs> no, something know. inappropriate, don't you have to like discipline the dog in that second? Because oh, if you wait like 10, 20 minutes, the dog's me. brain is the size of a walnut and it doesn't really know what you're doing. Like what's the, the reason why you're disciplining the dog, isn't that?
1: Yeah, you true. know why? I mean, that would be interesting to explore in, future, what I said, in a future show. Yeah. No, we're we're truly if you don't correct someone in the moment, then the impact is different. I do believe that. So, you know, because then they're having to recall, oh, and then they're thinking, well, maybe I didn't say it that way, or I didn't, you know, again, yeah. I'm just more in favor of something direct, not mean, just like, hey, take it easy on that person. You really don't need to talk to them in that manner. Or or I'll tell people, I'll say, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> you
0: know, hey, well, Church, anyway. let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit and, and talk to someone who we do want to talk to. Uh, our That's good right. friend, <laughs> our guest today, Jason Seiden. Founder, CEO, brand amper, HR Tech, awesome, new technology participant in twenty fourteen, just friend of the show forever, friend of ours forever. Jason Sidin, welcome back to the HR Happy Hour
2: Show. I am afraid of what would happen if all the people in my life had little pink pads and could write me up. At the moment <laughs>
1: of
2: how fast I would collect everyone's little pink slip. <laughs> How many would you I've been here for years and
1: I've never wanted to write you up, ever. <laughs> oh, my, oh my
2: God, there's a line of
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be queuing up to theory. get a piece of it, right? right? I, I, oh I my gosh. Totally. Jason.
2: great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. Hey,
0: thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. You're a busy man, of course, running your new uh, company. And let, let's get a little update for folks who you know, might remember what you know what happened at HR Tech last year and the launch and what's been going on with you and Brand Amper. Maybe just tell us a little bit about what's going on with you and tell us a little bit about what's happening with Brand Amper since we last spoke uh, at the conference in October.
2: So, yeah, so Brand Amper, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a really, really crazy, crazy good ride. We uh, launched, our birthday was at HR Tech, uh, which was awesome. Uh, we are now... Uh, we have uh, four. This will be our our fifth client. We we're nice. we're launching and doing paperwork with um, uh, five different beta organizations. We're actually five companies on a beta basis, so we can we can still test some of the processes that we have around. Uh, but we're also in late stage negotiations with um, with an actual. Uh, but fairly sizable true engagement where we've already been through the paces. We've already worked with the company. We've already demonstrated the brand Amper can provide value. We've worked with the executives and now we're talking about scaling it wow. uh, across the organization. So it's, so we've kind of locked down that one and then we're using these other companies to say, hmm, you know what, different organizations operate differently. We want to make sure that we know where our sweet spot is. So we're, we're doing these little tests to make sure that we understand uh, some of the nuances uh, that are going to come up in different corporate cultures. So it's, it's really, really exciting uh, to be in a place where we know we can add value to the market and we're actually moving to that next step where we're, we're kind of testing different programmatics around that to, to see how we can make it even better. And it's all, it's all thanks to HR. It's
0: thanks to you guys in, in, in having a, like an incredibly clever and, 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 and important idea. Um, Maybe we should just say restate that too for folks who may not be familiar, Jason. Just, yeah, just sure. in a nutshell, what, what is which brand is, Amp, what's is what's the, right? What is Brand Amper actually you know, what do you what do you do? what, what is Brand Amper?
2: So in, in so let's take it from the let's take it from the, the recruitment marketing standpoint. Like these companies have these employer brands and you know they're spending nine, ten billion dollars a year on recruitment marketing and various forms of it. And In today's email, actually the email conversation is apropos. Mm. So much of a company's brand is, is communicated through the employee. How that employee shows up on their LinkedIn profile, what they're saying on Facebook, what they're saying on Twitter, how they compose those emails, the stories they tell at parties, that's the employer brand. More and more, that's what people are using as their first impression and as their most lasting impression of the company. And when you look at, With tools that companies use, most of the tools that companies use are content sharing tools. They're they're content management tools, which are really important. But when it comes to branding, you you can't gamify a brand. You can't use policies to drive a brand, right? You can use those things to shape behavior, but they don't drive behavior. And we identified this gap in the market where there was nothing that companies had they could consistently use to engage employees as partners in getting the brand out, right? They know they needed, they, they know they need their employees to represent the brand well, because the employees are the front door of the brand. And they know they need more than just content sharing, but they didn't, but they weren't able to put their thing on it. So what brand damper does is it solves that problem. It gives the employees a reason to engage. It gives them, it's a, it's got two sides on the front end. It's a very simple uh, storytelling wizard that helps uh, individual professionals put together a great story about themselves, use the company's brand to enhance their own. So they're not like billboards to the company. They're actually telling their own professional story, and we're showing them how to use the company's message to make that story really solid. And then behind the scenes, we've got a data analytics engine, so we can go back to the company and we can say, hmm, you know what? We're watching the way in which your employees tell their stories, and we're paying attention to when and where and how mm-hmm. they are using company insights to do that. And based on what they're saying, and here's here's what we can tell you about your brand equity amongst your employees. And that's it. It's, it's really simple. And we've been really excited by the results that we're starting to see with the uh, organizations who are using it.
0: Jason, that's a uh, really uh, great update. Thank you for that. Like, I, I remember when I saw it for the first time last year, right, when we were prepping for HR Tech, I said, wow, it's such a it's such a clever idea, right? It's such a – and, and you could also see, like, the win-win, right? And I guess that's the other side of it, right? So many of the, the things that we try to rule out in organizations um, to employees, and I know Trish has probably seen this with HR systems right in her career running HR, is, like, you never really feel like, oh, my God, this is going to help me, right? This is just, like, no one ever gets excited about, oh, wow, new HR system. Let me let me learn that. <laughs> right. let, me, let me, you know, spend well, my time know, on it's, that.
2: Because most of them are asks of the employee, You're, you know, if it's uh, – if it's a system, you're asking the employee to learn a new process. If it's an engagement survey, you're asking the employee to take time to tell the company about the company. If it's a focus group, same thing.
0: Yeah. This
2: we, we paid a lot of a lot of attention to that and we said, you know what, it has to be a give. It has to be a give. We give something, we get something. And the give was helping employees look good. And uh, and the get is when they are out there looking good, they, they want to look good and they'll use every resource they have available to uh, To make that happen, mm-hmm. including the company's story. So it's definitely a win-win. Yeah.
1: Jason, do you think this also might change the company's story over time as they use the tool? Because I'm thinking you know, I've sat in plenty of meetings over my career where whatever company you're working for and, you know, they're giving you their message, right, whatever the mission, vision, values are. And, and it's sort of a thing where you're supposed to memorize it, know it, and then embody <laughs> that, right? And so – I almost feel like this is the reverse. It's sort of like y- your company may already have something more formal like that, but do you see this as like the employees actually, their stories and the way they interpret the company brand can ultimately then help change or shape or morph that brand over time?
2: Yeah, I, I hope so. Like right? I, I think the reality is, is that that's already true. I think employees already do shape the brand, but mm-hmm. since there's no mechanism for, for their voice to be heard and incorporated in and what's happening, or I should say it differently, the mechanisms that, that companies use to incorporate the voice of an employee are slow and clunky and expensive and difficult. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was just talking with somebody who moved to a new job, and one of the first things that she found in HR was data from an engagement survey that's a year old. And you think about like, these people went through the time to actually voice their opinions about the company and the culture and the mission and the vision and the values, all that stuff, and now their voice is set for a year. It'll take another quarter to collate the, the just collate, just go through and, and put all the responses in order. It'll take another quarter to do the analysis and work with management to figure out what, what, what that's all about. It'll take another six months to get buy in and communicate anything as a result of that. And once all this, once the results are communicated, that's when the programmatics will start to change. Mm-hmm. So two years from survey to impact. That's right. it's unacceptable. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope that corporate, because of a tool like this, and because of this tool in particular, can be more responsibly responsive to uh, to its employees, get that voice of employee in early, and then leadership can say, look, we can actually see in real time if there's a delta between where we think we should be and where the company is telling us we are, and then we can make a decision. You know, are, is are the front line right and management has its, you know, head up its collective button, which is in the off-site and we need to, mm-hmm. Or wait, is the organization wrong and we need to change processes or internal communications or do something different in order to get people on board with the program? So, yeah, Trish, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of holy grail, I think, right there, is, is getting that mm-hmm. voice of employee more integrated into the, uh, the definition of what the company is about.
1: Well, it just sounds very easy too. I mean, you mentioned sort of the speed of things, how, how quickly, you know, if I'm, if I'm an HR leader out there and I'm thinking, wow, this home's great. How quickly can I get sort of up and running with this so that I can start using that employee voice of the employee more quickly? Uh,
2: I mean, fast. And we, we built the whole thing to be light and speedy. So uh, most of the organizations that we're working with were up and running within a month. Mm-hmm. And right. yeah, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, so it's pretty quick. And that's sort
0: of, Jason, sort of indicative of what I – in more in general, if I can generalize for a second, of what the more successful slash impactful technologies will do for – not just for HR leaders but for organizations going forward, right? And some of that is the shift of mindset. I think just with our interactions with technology at a personal level, we sort of – we expect and we demand almost instant capability and value right I think I think the days of the um, you know multi-year multi-million dollar you know massive software implementations you know they're sort of on the wane I mean there still will happen in the largest organizations for some of the infrastructure projects but the ones that which will deliver the most value the quickest and will engage folks the most will have to be they just by 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 the by the way we expect technology to perform these days they have to be fast they have to be almost instantly understandable too, right? And I remember when I watched your, your right. demo the first time and even at HR Tech, it's like, I, anybody can do this. This is not hard. I, can, I don't need to be trained. I don't need to, you know, have some special capabilities right. or, you know, a technology proficiency to use this tool, right? So, uh, and I think that's indicative of what the successful tools uh, in workplaces, you know, we will be going forward. Go back to our email conversation, Trish. I think that's probably one of the reasons emails held on so long. Right, because every single person immediately knows right. how to use it, <laughs> and it's easy. Right, and uh, you're right. Yeah, so well, you know, it's, I, it's,
1: I just wrote about how technology can be sticky, and I think this is a good example of one where it's yeah. very easy to make this sticky in your organization. Yeah, because it looks good, it is fast, and it is intuitive. So that's sort of the three components you really need, and for for people to actually want to then use it. Yeah. Let's so do, uh, with, let, me, let, with, let me do. What's so, so interesting? What's so interesting
2: to me, just hearing you guys talk about that. Is uh, you know, and I'll, this is a little peek behind the curtains of what went in, uh, what what went into it on our side prior to HR Tech. Uh, this simple little intuitive tool was it was five years in the making. Wow. Like at the beginning of 2014, yeah, we we knew, we knew from the beginning of the of the consulting business that um, that I had before that we wanted to be, we needed to scale. Like that didn't scale. We needed to scale. We kept hearing from clients over and over again, "You did this is great. We love it." We need a, a scalable solution. So starting in early 2014, we did some stuff. We, we started systematizing our programs so that we could we could figure out where the value was as we were delivering it. We, uh, we hired a consultant uh, who called a dozen of our largest clients and said, you know, we, we know what we were selling, but what were you buying? Right? Where ultimately was the value? How are you guys using this? And, and we did a huge market analysis of, uh, of all the competitors we could find in the you know, related to what we were talking about in the recruitment marketing space uh, and even in the marketing and branding space. And then we, we had to put all of that stuff together. And when we were done and we had this, this simple this simple tool, we literally looked at it and we're like, this is underwhelming. <laughs> How do we go to HR tech with this? And so we went and we took a month, a full month, and we built out the vision for it because I mean, obviously if like, you look at it and you're like, okay, wh- how does this grow? What does it become? And like Trish, the question you asked, like what happens if employees start using it and how do you make it sticky? And, and so we, we actually, we went dark for 30 days and dual track, you know, we, we made sure that the tool itself was rock solid. And then we made sure that we could articulate that vision for, that we have for it. We go to HR tech. We never once, not once needed to articulate the vision to anybody. Uh, my co-founder Lisa and I walked around. We had like I had preloaded on my iPad and each of us had pieces of paper in folders with us at all times that had <clears throat> images for where the where the software was gonna go and what was gonna do next. And we never pulled them out ever. Wow. Everybody just like the, the tool that we thought maybe underwhelming I was like, yes, that it's so simple, we love it, that's what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Which was kind of like wild from our perspective.
0: I think uh, the, it's a good lesson, too, about how difficult it is to build simple tools, right? Uh, it's, it's one of the – I know I've written about this in the past, too, Trish, and I've lived it, too, right, working on product side and software companies in, in the past, too. It's, it's the easiest thing to do is add more capability at some level, right? I mean, you have to build it and test it and all this, but it, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, we'll throw that in. Yes, we'll throw that in. Yes, we'll make this more complex. It's, it's because somebody asked for it or, somebody, or you, there was a perception that a competitor might have had that thing, that so you must have it too right in order to be able to uh, compete effectively and still in, in, to large extent as an RFP driven world and maybe we're a little bit off off topic from from what Jason and brand are doing but it's so easy to make software or even processes right internal pro- it's so easy to make them more complex than they need to be because uh, no one seems to ever argue against that right everybody wants their their thing or their capability or their their one requirement must be met um, in order to uh, uh, to proceed, so and let's do a quick reset. This is HR Happy Air show. So I'm Steve Boz. Trish McFarland, of course, uh, here too. Our guest, Jason Seiden, CEO of Brandamper. Jason, one last thing before we let you go. And I love you know and before we let you go too. I want to make sure we. Uh, uh, about the uh, website brandamper.com, right? For people who want to learn more about what's going on at Brand Amper, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, yep. all that stuff as well. I'm assuming, right? You have to, right? Yep. Or you're not, you're not yep. alive. Tonight. Yeah, Brand
2: Amper. Yep, you yep. got
0: it. <laughs> you if got you do right. those things, I have to ask you, Trish. You know, Trish, can I apologize in advance to you for bringing this topic up again?
1: Um, oh goodness.
0: I'm okay. going to bring up the topic of wearing the same thing to work every day uh, one more time. I know we talked a bit <laughs> on the show recently, but I thought about you, Sid, and I mentioned you – I don't know if it was the last show yeah, or the did. one before, Trish. I know I specifically yeah. mentioned you by name because I
2: was okay. thinking of your,
0: your black shirt and your your jeans, your look, right, that you, you had at HR Tech, and I'm assuming – are you still – are you sticking with the black shirt still?
2: The, that, the the only the only look I look good in yeah somebody I like even made a HR comment
0: Tech. about it on stage at HR Tech but my point was this I had read some articles and I wrote about this a couple of times I got a ton of like uh, comments and people telling me I was stupid when I said hey maybe you should wear the same thing to work every day Zuckerberg Steve Jobs Jason Seiden
2: Barack Obama right? thats good company exactly <laughs> and I because
0: and the reasons why again reduce decision making from your life you're a busy important person but i my i flipped it a little bit differently i don't exactly know why you do jason it could be because you feel like that's what you look best in and that's great um is you have to be pretty brave to do that like you have to be pretty gutsy to wear the same thing every day i'd love for you just to talk about jason the black shirt what you think about this this whole this whole idea
2: well so and for full disclosure it's actually a little bit difficult to do in the dead of winter in chicago Mm, uh, you know, I didn't, when I put together the uniform, I didn't think as far as, uh, sweaters and overwear. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not, I'm not being as meticulous with it these days as I was and I will become spring. Um, but all the things that you just said, I mean, first of all, uh, it, it, it does simplify my life a great deal. Right. Um, secondly, I find I mean, people know when I'm in the room, people, there's no, actually one of the first people that I ever saw who did this was, um, Buddy of mine, college buddy of mine, his mom was an entrepreneur, and uh, she always wore black and white, and that was it. She just wore black and white, Uh, and I, I I was, I was struck. I I was visiting him, and and she walked into a room, and like all heads turned and looked at her, and certainly she was charismatic and all these other things, but it also, you know, over the course of a weekend, like I saw this time and time again. And I just, I, somewhere in my psyche, I kind of registered the power of the consistency. It actually, it, it's not only, uh, it not only simplifies decision making for me every morning when I'm in my closet, I think it simplifies decision making for others when they look at me. They don't, they're not, um, and we look at other people and we look at how they're dressed and it's like, did they put themselves together today? Did they not? Did they miss something? Did they get it right? Or did they feel like, yeah. You know, feisty is, it like blank. Yeah. Right? Like I get to control my, image in their eyes a little bit more and um I, I don't think i really was aware of that until i was just listening to you talk a second ago and, we, and we're like yes 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 but there's something else and, and that's what it is so i i like it i don't know that i'll stick with this particular look forever
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but um it's working for me black on. will
0: probably never go out of style though i am right on that i think trish i think i'm right yeah I mean, that...
2: well, You're talking to a guy who's wearing a velvet coat on stage too. So you know, I've been known to take some fashion risks. Yeah,
1: I just wonder though. I think there's a difference between you know, if I see Jason and you're in um, always in a black shirt, but it's a different black shirt. I don't know. To me, that that works better. (laughs) It's when it's the same. Like it's the whole Steve Jobs black (laughs) turtleneck or whatever. Like if that's all you got then I'm starting to think like, what is going on? Is he, does he have emotional problems? Can he not, you know, he's so smart that he can't think though so to pick out his clothes. I mean, when we talked about it, it was with, with, was it Jim Harbaugh, football right? College, yes. And yes. so maybe it's also to what the combination is. So to me, if you're the guy that has to wear khaki pants and a red shirt, a red polo shirt every day, why can't you have, why can't you make it all polo shirts, but just different colors mm. or make it red shirt, but, all different kinds of red shirts. I don't know. To me, it was just a little yeah. too, too quirky yeah. for my taste. But. Yeah.
2: So, so you, so you don't approve of my fashion choices? Exactly. <laughs> um,
1: Is it the? I don't. I don't know. Is it the same exact shirt? Did you book like ten of the same black shirt?
2: Nine of the same black. It's a black shirt from H and M. I own nine of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I'm just going <laughs> 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 All right. You're, you're going to get written I, up, I know you, so I, I can write that, up,
0: right? Like, write them up. Totally. Write them up. Dress code violation. No, I apologize you. for bringing this up again on the show, but I had to with Sidon. You know I had to. I could not have not have Sidon on the show and not talk about this again.
1: Okay, no, well, you I look totally so not. handsome in that shirt, but if I saw you every day, like if we worked together frequently and I had to see you every day, I'd start to wonder, did he bathe? Did he wash that shirt? Is there, you know what I mean? So, I don't know.
2: So, do I have time for like a real quick aside? Yeah, so, do it. Um, so, um, we we actually, so we, it actually does trigger some decisions. Like if I'm going to meet with, uh, if I'm going to meet with the CEO of a major company, what do I do? I mean, we're talking about, so we had a meeting with, a, right. with the CEO of a, like, multi-billion dollar organization, took months to get the meeting, Uh do I wear jeans and my, do I wear my uniform or do I dress it up for that? And and now all of a sudden it means something, but they won't know that it means, so there are some, there are some interesting challenges with it. Uh, It does take a certain amount of discipline, but the the funny thing was I, I needed to, uh, uh, I needed to get nice clothes. I was going to an event where I needed to dress up and I went to Nordstrom's and I bought a nice black shirt and a nice pair of jeans. Nice. <laughs> so I, yes, I have... yeah. You upgraded the uniform <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in, and, and Trish, to your point, like people actually noticed that it, there was something different. Well, oh, really? I said this,
0: Trish, the last time we yep. talked about this on the show. Well, I, you know, I was kind of known, not known for anything, not known for my clothing, right, for many years, and then I got a bigger job, more important, I got to be up on the stage more, so I bought a bunch of nice suits. And the first time I wore one of them, I forget where we were, or what event it was. That's all I talked about for three days. Like was what I was wearing. It was very weird. Um,
1: <laughs> you guys overthink it. I swear. Uh,
0: all right, we'll let uh, it go. We'll let it go. Good topic.
1: We'll let it Side go. in.
0: I love, I'm with you on this, by the way. Just for the record, I'm with you, and I'm I'm moving in that direction. I, I I'm I'm mostly in the dark blue, dark gray suits. I get them all from the same place as well, and yeah, we're get, I'm getting close to it. So um,
2: simplification. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Trisha's wrong on this one. I'll probably get written up too. I, I can to totally
1: be wrong. I'm going to write you both up. That's written up. Write them up. That's it. You're both uh, getting a corrective action in We're the mail. First
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I did, need did. like an
1: email one. I'll email it to you. Yeah, I will.
2: Uh, Jason, <laughs> thanks.
0: Thank you uh, for being with us. Uh, Jason Seiden, CEO of Brand Amper, brandamper.com. Awesome new technology for HR, 2014. Bigger and better things happening in 2015. Maybe we'll see. Jason, we've got to talk. Let's talk offline. We've got to get you back on stage at HR Tech this year. We'll figure that out. So let's, uh, let's make sure we connect in the next few weeks to figure
2: that out. Awesome. Sounds good. Deal. All
0: right. Trish, let's wrap this baby up and, and get out of here.
1: Let's
0: wrap it. You tell us. One more week, BHG conference. Any last words on that? We need to... We need to That's know.
1: right. So for anyone who wants to come to FloridaBrandonHall.com and come to our HCM Excellence Conference, um, I'm doing actually three sessions. I'm doing a half-day session on HR technology selection and implementation, which actually is right up my alley. Really fun. Um, you and uh, Mike Zinka and Edward Pertwee from BT, excuse me, are doing a session on data analytics and predictive analytics, which also will be very interesting. And then. Ben Eubanks and I are doing an HR unconference session, so we're really mixing it up. You can come see all of the different analysts, hear the research, and then all the great case studies of, of real HR leaders that are making it happen, so BrandonHall.com.
0: Great. Trish, thank you. I can't wait to be in the warm weather. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to the event and participating, yourself and Mike and the others. Uh, maybe we'll record a podcast from there, too, if we can figure that out. And then uh, for me, HR mm-hmm. Tech, I mentioned it with Jason, HR Tech call for speakers is still open, HRTechConference.com, speak at the conference, click, click the link on the top. You want to be on stage, you want to be a part of the fun, you want to you want to wear the uniform like Sidon on the big stage, that's uh, that's your starting point. So please check that out by the end of the month for me. Last thing I'll say, Trish, just on a personal note, I've been in the process of moving for the, locally. I haven't gotten out of the cold weather, oh, but I've been good. moving for the last week and a half or so. And I just want to say this for the record publicly, so you guys know, my two closest friends here. The next time I move, I want it to either be to the retirement home or the funeral home. I want it to be the last time. Oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Moving is the worst experience you can have. I, I can't imagine anything worse. I can't.
1: can't imagine it. I have to tell you, I think that this is very sad because I think when we sort of met online was the last time you moved because Michael Krupa made a hashtag for Steve's move. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Do, but Anyway, that was your – remember? you had. Yeah, you had, That's like, a long, big move hashtag. That was hashtag a and,
0: ago, so. I didn't do the hashtag right, we this year. We were following it too, online. There I was, was too, no, ha-
1: there's no hashtag. Can yeah, I, I start well, one?
0: Go ahead. It's I'll a, work on that, it's too. It's too much misery. Hashtag Steve's
1: move.
0: Too much it's misery. Steve's last move. I still haven't, I haven't unpacked <laughs> the thing. So uh, um, hopefully through all that, right. on to bigger and better things. So great. Jason, again, thanks so much. Trish, thank you. Uh, this next show coming up, Trish, is going to be show 200. So we need to figure that out quick. It's going to
1: be live.
0: special live show, maybe?
1: special live show with Paul Hebert.
0: Is that in? We're locked in for this week. From Symbolist. Right. We need to talk about we that. We so.
1: do a well, live show with Paul Hebert from Symbolist and obviously Symbolist was an HR Evolution um, sponsor, great friend of the show and um, Mr. Paul Hebert. We're going to talk uh, about employee engagement because on uh, our last show if you remember I told you we're having these Sunday discussions with a large group of us online and I think we'll bring that live. And I told you you needed
0: to stop talking about it. I think, right? I believe I yeah, was. Yeah, we're talking. Rude. All right, uh, awesome. So that's going to be fun. So hrhappyhour.net. Uh, follow us on iTunes. Just search for HR Happy Hour Stitcher Radio for Android devices. Put us on your subscriptions. All the shows, 200 shows, almost in the can. Jason Sidon's probably participated in four or five of them. So you, a lot of Seiden in, in the archives right. as well. And that's it. Uh, thanks again. Thanks Trish. Thanks Jason. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour show your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.